everybody. Uh, welcome to the Coffee House's very first podcast. I hope you enjoy it and you enjoy me flying by the seat of my pants. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Barry. A handle I actually go by uh, is Caffeinated Viking. One reason being that I am highly caffeinated all the time. I went to college at Georgia State University. I have a degree in anthropology. I was pre-med for a good seven years. In the zombie apocalypse, I would be a battle medic. I take a lot of pride in that. I just got a question from Andrew asking where my catchy podcast music is, and it was already in the beginning. Thank you very much. As I'm doing this podcast, I'm actually streaming live which anyone listening to this podcast will get this a day after I stream live. But you can find this on the Coffee House Facebook page. You can watch our live stream of this and see where Andrew asks the question where my catchy podcast music is. One day we'll actually have music that is done by one of my friend musicians. But until then, I'm using can music that's free from Anchor, which I appreciate. Thank you, Anchor. Back to what I was saying, I am. I have a degree in anthropology. I've done field work in Brazil. I've been in over 10 countries. A lot of those are well known for their coffee, which I greatly appreciate because I consumed much coffee while in those countries. And now, I run a coffee and tea business called Drogo Coffee and Tea. It wasn't my goal when I went into college, but I'm very happy where I ended up. I wasn't expecting when I got out of college to be trying to find a job in my field. I loved working with coffee. And I've worked with coffee since I was about 17 years old. I just didn't think that after college... I'd be going right back to coffee. (laughs) Drogo was born out of necessity, I guess you could say. When I realized that I wasn't going to get a job in my field, I started kind of part-time job and full-time job hopping. I worked in retail and warehouses just to try to fill in the blanks until I got a job in my field but then it never happened and that's when I took the job working at a geek bar and then creating their cafe program. The idea for Drogo happened years ago. It wasn't actually flying by the seat of my pants where most of my things in my life come from. I was down at Savannah, Georgia with my family and I came across a saint medal that was Saint Drogo. I did not know who Drogo was at the time. When I researched him I found out that he uh, he's a saint of a lot more things like midwifery and broken bones, and bed sores, and uh, the clinically insane, sheep, multiple things. But though my father was raised Catholic, and my 
grandparents were Catholic, my great-grandparents were Catholic. I am not Catholic. (laughs) But the Saint Medal, I commissioned a friend to do our logo, to look like a Saint Medal. And if you actually will research drogocoffee.com, you'll see that our logo is very satire. And it's because it's in honor of Saint Drogo, uh, the saint of coffee and uh, coffee houses and coffee house owners. I knew one day I wanted to start a coffee shop and have it called Drogo. But I thought it would be later on in life. I thought that I would continue to work. It would be maybe when I retired, I would start this company. It was a pipe dream. It seemed out of reach. Like I could never make this happen. Especially right now, I needed to focus on making income to survive. I can't be spending all this money on trying to start a coffee business when I was just making enough to pay bills. And it was going to take a lot of funding to get it up off the ground. That being said, I was not making enough at the cafe. So I left the cafe and took a salaried office job, which I was miserable at. I would work 50 to 60 hours a week. I made okay salary. I had benefits, but they weren't great. And I was very depressed. (laughs) I was living to work and I started just collapsing into myself. I, I was miserable. I was sad. And I realized that I wasn't going to survive behind a desk. Though I was very good at my job and I excelled at it and I was promoted. I was in sales. <laughs> it was misery. I decided that I needed a change of scenery. So I applied for another job got said job, put in a three-week notice because I did like the people that I worked with. I worked the three weeks, and right when I finished those three weeks, I contacted the new job about when I needed to start because I was supposed to start the following Monday. They informed me that they had a hiring freeze, and I did not have a position anymore. So I went from leaving one office job to go to another office job, To find out that office job was no longer there and I was now jobless and I realized that I didn't want to look for another office job. I knew that it was very bad for me to stay in the office life, I guess you could say. And that's when the idea for Drogo resurfaced. I needed to do something and I could either apply for another office job, push and get it because I have a wonderful resume, or I could actually try to make this business happen, which was terrifying. I decided in October I was going to go for it. 
and I had a game plan to get all of my ducks in a row, get a business plan together, get a Kickstarter started, and I was going to launch it in January. Now, those couple of months leading up to January were terrifying, and I did odd jobs to kind of cover bills, but I made it happen. And now I look back on it, and I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know why at that moment. Now I could see it and go, man, I'm so glad I did that. But at the time, I'm thinking, you're crazy. <laughs> why? Why did you do that? But I'm happy that I did. The first couple of months leading up to the end of the Kickstarter were terrifying. January to April, that's how long our Kickstarter went on. I didn't think I was going to hit my goal. And we ended up, because of wonderful people participating in the Kickstarter, we did. I had to work a lot of bugs out of my first year. I set myself on fire once. Uh, I actually do a special type of roasting. It's fire roasting. It's open air fire roasting, which I have practiced before I even started the business. I knew how to do it, but I had never done it on such a large scale. Smaller batches are safer. Larger batches are not as safe. <laughs> I don't do more than 20 pounds at a time. I actually, when I started learning how to do larger batches, different roasts, anywhere from blonde to dark roasts, I had to learn the intricacies of each. And I learned very quick the different ways to roast each bean. A Colombian bean doesn't roast the same way a Peruvian bean does. And I had to learn that before I even started the company. During the first year, I learned so much more and I can do a lot more than I could that first year. I learned <sighs> inventory. Inventory is the worst. <laughs> Every time I felt like I was stocked up on everything from bags to tape for the the coffee bags, the um, just little things, like little itty bitty things that without it stunts your your progress, I guess. But when I first started, I was hand taping on all the labels. I would print it out on regular printer paper, cut them out by hand and tape them on with packing tape. First market. It took me forever to do 20 pounds, forever. And I was so proud of those 20 pounds. I had four to five pounds of each of my roasts. And I was, I was so proud. Now we have like 13 different types of roasts and I have 20 pounds of each as my par. This is year three. Doing that at year one blows my mind. I couldn't, back then, year one, if I had seen how efficient I am now compared to then, I wouldn't have believed it. <laughs> year one, we started with doing local pop-up markets. They're the reason why Drogo survived. We have excelled so much from... I mean, now at year three, we've outgrown a lot of them. But year one, 
they were lifeblood. It's what made us survive. And then year two came with its own trials, I guess you could say. Uh, the terrible twos. We, I, it became, it used to be me, we became a we, which is my office manager kid. Bless her. <laughs> she puts up with a lot. I appreciate her very much. She is the reason why our bags don't look terrible now. That everything is even and taped nicely and nice and uniform to where I tried my best, but I am that chaotic artist and where she is a graphic artist. Uh, there's a big difference. <laughs> so hiring an employee, that was terrifying. <laughs> Every single step of the way, I say, and that was terrifying, but it's true because... If I don't work, Drogo doesn't make money. If I take a sick day, Drogo takes a sick day. If I don't make enough money, I can't pay kid. Being a small business, we got through it. We had a lot of chaos. Having that rest on my shoulders as a business owner is scary. But it's great. But it's scary. But great. But scary. <laughs> We also promote local businesses and artists to give them business also. So a lot of our logos are done by local artists. We have a candle done with one of our teas with a local candle maker. And we also do local pottery. We have our own mug, which you cannot see on the podcast, but I am drinking out of it right now. Can you hear how pretty that mug is? That mug is so pretty. <laughs> One time before a big market in our second year, I dropped three of our mugs in the driveway and they shattered. And then I sat in said driveway and cried. <laughs> now if I dropped three mugs, I would still be very upset, but it's not so dire. So we got through year two and we learned a lot more. We also learned that in the summer, we will not be doing outdoor markets anymore because Kid and I made ourselves sick multiple times in the Georgia heat trying to sell bags of coffee and bags of tea. So that's a big no-no. We got through year two, <laughs> skidded in, duct taped, <laughs> and we started year three. We started it strong. Very strong. We felt good. We were, we started year three, which are year three trucking. We, we had this down. We knew how we were going to plan our year. We like submitted for multiple markets. We had a whole rotation of Philadelphia and New Jersey and uh, North Carolina markets lined up. It was going to be wonderful. Then the pandemic happened, and it's still happening currently. Welcome to uh, episode one in the middle of a pandemic. We've had to evolve in the middle of said pandemic, and we have pushed our online sales real hard, and we're surviving. And the fact that I know in year one, but we would not be surviving. In year three, we are surviving, and not just by the skin of our teeth, 
were actually surviving well. So I see that as a very small, very, very small, very small coffee business. I see that as an accomplishment. I am the roaster, the tea maker, manager, half the time social media office worker. Kid is technically the office manager, also social media manager, also packing and shipping. It's just her and I, and we decided that part of our having to evolve, we have started a delivery service as part of that evolution so that we can deliver locally and safely. And because of that, we have hired a part-time employee. So now we're two and a half (laughs) that we hired during a pandemic, which, I'm going to say it again, is terrifying. (laughs) My fear every week is making sure that we have enough deliveries that we can pay our delivery driver the part-time money that they need to make. And so far we're surviving, but... That's where we are. We've had two articles written about us. We've been on Adult Swim with Assembly Time Yeah live. We had to do a full hour. And that was terrifying. (laughs) Drogo has survived from... I had a lot of friends thinking that this was just a new hobby. Something that comes with running your own business is people not realizing that... Just because you can pick your hours does not mean you're flexible. I do pick my hours, and those just happen to be all the hours. I am improving on, if anything, running a small business during a pandemic has taught me. (laughs) Enjoy the little things. So when things return to a... When things return to a new normal and we have a little more freedom, I'm going to take a little more advantage of free time than I did before and maybe not work so much. But that's something that you need to learn, learning when to take a break. If you start your own business, it's not easy. It's hard. There's a lot of sleepless nights. There's a lot of missed parties and hangouts with friends And it's like raising triplets. That's the best way I can describe it, is you're raising triplets to where you think, the kids are fine, I have a babysitter, everything's cool. You start to walk out the door and one of them starts coming down with a fever. The other two may be fine, but that one needs attention. And you can't leave when that one is running a fever. And that's things in Drogo, like... We have an emergency order of 25 pounds for a restaurant that they need the next day that they just emailed me and it's a complete emergency, but that's money in my pocket that the business needs. So I may be walking out the door, but I have to put that on hold so I can take care of my business because eventually it runs smoother and you're more prepared that you can take that time off because then you send the triplets Go to school. And while they're in school, you have a little more free time. A.K.A. you have more employees that have your back 
so you can go disappear in the woods for a week. It's something I have informed kid that one day I'm just going to disappear for a week. I will roast everything up so she is fully stocked and I'm going to disappear in the woods for a full week. I'm not going to answer any texts. She can email me. I would, I would answer a text from three people. Her being one of them. But. That's Drogo. That's what it's like running a business. Those are the three. We're not at the solid. We're in year three right now. I am in complete awe. That I actually have this business. Now I have worked very hard for it. But I've also been very blessed. I've always wanted to do this, and I never thought that I would be doing this this young. I thought I'd be in my 60s and starting a little coffee shop that I kind of tool around in. But no. I'm starting it very young, and I'm excited to see where it goes. So, welcome to me and the coffee house. There's going to be a lot more random subjects and I'm excited to see where I stumble with this podcast. And I appreciate the people that are following and listening and watching on Facebook currently and are listening. With that being said, I'm going to wrap this up for the week. And I will be back next week for sure. <laughs> Appreciate you, and I love you, and thank you for being here.